Before we start, let me give a quick shout out to one of the Reach Australia National Conference sponsors, Church Finance Central. Whether you're involved in a new church plan or part of a larger established church, your church finances, like your bookkeeping, payroll and reports, are an important element of your operations. But this can be complex and hard to find help and can distract from ministry. So why not reach out to Church Finance Central, a specialist service in this area. Learn more at churchfinancecentral.com. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Madeline Galea. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Mm. Now, it was International Women's Day on Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you do to celebrate, Maddie? I celebrated myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I went to a breakfast for International Women's Day and Yana Pittman was one of the speakers. Brush with celebrity. Yeah, I got a good chat. I think it was about eight minutes. Uh, A hug and a photo. I was very happy. Yeah, she's great. And, but you met a celebrity, a B-grade celebrity a B-grade. yesterday. So, well, actually, my daughter this week, was. Uh, she had a prefix, uh, breakfast day, leadership day. She was going to meet Bronte Campbell. Uh, so Bronte and Kate Campbell. I love how you have no idea. Who is that? One of our greatest, uh, one of our greatest sort of sister couples in the Olympics. So oh, pre okay. pre zone the other day, mm-hmm. I had um, I was taking the uh, a number a number of the zone uh, zone girls to zone in my bus, right. and we watched highlights of uh, Bronte and Kate Campbell's you know gold winning triumphs, but we also went back to the Sydney 2000 Olympics and the 4x100 relay event. It was wonderful. Anyway, The One Thing's brought to you with thanks (laughs) to Reach Australia, but for now you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing, Church with an Eye to the Outsider. This is a really important topic. It's something that comes up regularly in our consults, and I I think it often causes causes a bit of heat, uh, partly because... Uh, we've, you know, we've had the church growth movement. I mean, people keep pushing back on the church growth movement. That was a long time ago, uh, but we still have the uh, the negativity around sort of a seeker service, you know, mm. con- congregation. And so I think often when you know we need to give an eye to the outsider, uh, people go, "Oh, are you, are you saying seeker service there?" You know. So for those who don't know, seeker service was a, a movement, you know, where all of church was kind of. Church was really focused on the outsider, the mm. non-Christian, um, and there's been a pushback and books written on you know how Willow Creek got it wrong. Um, when we talk about church with an eye to the outsider, uh, we're really, I guess, bringing up you know one Corinthians fourteen. You know, when you do things in your public gatherings, um, you know, make them intelligible, give an eye to the outsider. Actually, have an awareness that there will be non-Christians in in the room. And so that's really what we're talking about here. Church primarily is for the believer. Um, it's, you know, I think one of the uh, vine growers would call it the flat, a flagship event. I don't think that's the, a biblical term, but it, but it is a key event where you get a chance to, to, to get deep in the word, uh, to s- experience community, to, to model prayer, thankfulness, joy, uh, mm-hmm. lamentation. You know, our Sunday gathering does, uh, or our gatherings, uh, our public gatherings do a lot. And, uh, there needs to be an awareness of the outsider. Okay. So if someone really pushed back, though, and said, no, it's just, if you if it's for the insider and you do it well, you'll naturally, you know, then you'll be inclusive of the outsider. Yeah, like, I think well, I think one of the pushbacks often is, um, 
if if we do it well for the insider, that'll that'll be a challenge for the outsider. You know, they'll uh, yeah, sure they'll be uncomfortable singing songs that they don't understand, but they'll <laughs> see Christians singing those songs and and they'll go, oh wow, I need to find out about this Jesus. Or yeah. you know, uh, saying you know saying the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed or uh, you know one Corinthians you know one and and quoting scripture or a psalm out loud. I'll see that and I'll go, yep, uh, I want to I want to find out more about this Jesus. Um, now, don't hear me saying, again, you know, I'm not against call and response. That's that's the tradition that uh, that I grew up in. Um, you know, I grew up in Presbyterian tradition as well, where we sang the Amen at the end of, you know, mm. at the end of a service as we as we all walked out together. Uh, now, just just be aware, though, some of those things are, are strange for the outsider who's not not used to them. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's interesting, sort of that that you know that uh, sociology or that psychology. Was, I I went to church on Sunday. It was the first time where uh, we didn't need to wear masks, uh, and so I was just so used to putting on masks, mm-hmm. you know, in church. And so I, I kind of put it on, and then I kind of looked around and, and just realised no one else in the room's got this mask. So I kind of quickly put it away and I put it away <laughs> awkwardly and comfortably. There is that sense we go in a room, you know, we can we we model things and we see yeah. things. Um, so there is a reality that you jump in a room and you're looking around for cues and, and what to do. Um, we, I think as, as MCs, as meeting hosts, as those leading, as those thinking in, about gatherings, we, we need to pay attention to the outside and pay attention to some of the things that are uh, easily misunderstood or awkward. Um, and don't hear me saying we ought not to do Apostles' Creed or public confessions and all these things. But they just need a bit of explanation sometimes so that people mm. can actually understand and engage engage in them. And in some ways, we do it when we fence the table, you know, when we uh, when we celebrate the Lord's uh, Supper. You know, there, there's often a warning there. Hey, if you're, yeah. not, if you're not a Christian, if you're not a follower of Jesus, don't feel like you have to partake in this. But, you you know, you do feel compelled, I think, to, you know, I can still remember before I, I was confirmed, you know, every time people came up and took communion, I was like, oh, look, I want to be part of this. I, I felt the... You know, so I think I'm happy for people to feel uncomfortable in church services. I'm, I really want them to feel uncomfortable as they engage with, you know, God's word, and, mm-hmm. and I want the Spirit to be, you know, moving them towards, uh, you know, repentance and faith. But there are a whole bunch of things in our gatherings that, um, you know, they don't pay attention to outside. Now, I've just been talking about the gathering. Mm. Uh, I always talk about you want it from the car park. Yeah, you know, well, car we'll park get, to the car park. Shall so, we go there? Well, we can we shall, we can go there. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's take us through. So an outside experience from they get out of their car through to they're in, you know, they're in the building, they're meeting people. Yeah, so I did say car park, but really often the first experience people have is with the church website. Mm. You know, so again, one of the things I do often when I jump on a consult is I'll, I'll, I'll check out the website page. You know, is it clear on what time we start? Uh, is it clear on the address and the location? You know, are the times right? Uh, is there something on the page that says, you know, what to expect? Yeah. Uh, do I know, is it help start time and perhaps finish time? Are there pictures on that that give me a sense of what to wear uh, and mm. who who's going to be there? Uh, How so, important is it that the website looks good? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not a web designer, but <laughs> I, I think it needs to have those things and yeah. I don't think it's that hard to do. You know, there's so many different templates and other things, so I don't think they're hard things to pull off. Um, how, you know... I think you want to be real about your people. So, you know, if you've got ugly people, let's show your ugly people, you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, 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 what I'm saying there is... They're is less give symmetrical. Us a, give us a picture of, of church on a Sunday. Yeah. You know? So 
like I always joke about the fact that I've never been on any, you know, Bible college brochures. You know, I, I never, I never, I never made the cut. You know, we can make that and, happen. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a sore point, so you can raise it with okay. me. Okay, okay. Uh, but I also never ma- said make my, vi- you know, the vibe. I think the only photo I've got is of, of a of a working bee day where I've got this old hat on. I'm sweating. <laughs> I haven't shaved. I've got this old shirt on. That's the photo they show. Of okay. Me. Uh, so think about think about your website and realize that people are actually checking you out there beforehand. So yeah. signage, um, most most church signs are hidden, overcrowded with uh, with bushes. There, they're actually not there. Very easy to put a sandwich board out. Uh, very easy to think about, uh, you know, updating updating your sign so that you know they're welcoming. Actually, giving it giving that as a responsibility to someone to be thoughtful about your you know your street appeal and your, your front entrance. Again, yeah. they, you know, if you were going to sell your house, you'd invest some money and time and thought into into yeah. doing these things. We want people to find out about the you know the living you know, Lord Jesus, doing some of these things, but paying attention to that aspect of church life is really important. And on signs, it's really important to know where the toilets are. You know, like mm. Sunday, I went to a church and I, I was like, I. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> where, where, are, where are they? Like, um, yeah. And you don't kind of really want to ask if you don't know anyone. Um, if too. you don't know, yeah. So, so helping people see some of those, uh, those, those things are important. And so, in some ways, getting that uh, that first, you know, that that first sort of welcome point is, is really good. So having your welcoming team up front, often outside as well, um, so they can meet people and, and move people and having people inside the church as well, so they can they can welcome people in. Yeah. Again, I think often we. We all assume we've got a welcoming church. We also all assume that um, uh, uh, that our people will be welcoming, but we need to be intentional yeah. about that and actually give people responsibility, uh, you know, for it as well, and not just assume that the extroverts and the people who are just good at it uh, do that. Yeah. All right. So you've given us some theology. We've gone from we've parked a church, we've moved our way into the building, and now we're going into the Sunday gathering. What does it look like to have an eye to the outsider? Well, firstly, one of the things we can do is just welcome people uh, and have an explicit welcome and have it up front and have it a couple of times. Often the first welcome I get is when the minister gets up at the start of his sermon, uh, mm. you know, and that's often 45 minutes into uh, a gathering. So you're sitting there and and that's the first time someone explicitly you know welcomes you as a as an outsider in church. So I would encourage your meeting leader, encourage if you're putting together your gatherings to have that sort of script every week. Hey, welcome to church. We love having new people here. If you're new, yeah. you know, make yourself known. We've got a welcoming team. If you're new here, we'd love you to come along to our uh, newcomers course. Uh, if you're new here and you don't know Jesus, we'd love you to come to our uh, check out Jesus course. Uh, or you know a night where we you know you can ask you questions that you have as well. So an explicit welcome, mm-hmm. uh, an explicit welcome that talks about next steps. So you've seen how I've just very quickly pushed into next steps straight away there yeah. as well. It, that that doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and and I know the pushback is, but there's no new people here, uh, and we say it every week and it gets dry. Well, uh, have three or four scripts that say it differently. Um, have three or four you know words that allow you to get vision in or. Uh, allow someone to you know share a story like I can remember when I was here for the first time what was really helpful for me was the uh, newcomers course Uh, I went along to that with my wife I went along to that with my you know daughter I went along to that by myself and it was fantastic I got a chance to hear you know blah like so let the MC own that and and uh, and and tell their story as well so Mm. so explicit welcome those next steps okay I have a question for you so like uh it's maybe a bit similar to welcomers. Like, 
no one likes being the new person at church, but then the moment they're connected in, they forget what it's like to be the new person. So I think for people in ministry, when they, it must be very, especially if you've been a Christian for a long time and then you've been in ministry, I mean, you've given people a lot of ideas, but in terms of people in their church trying to have an honest evaluation of how friendly their service is to the outsider, how can they do that? Because I don't think it's you, that easy you, to have awareness. I'll give you two, two or three things. Okay. So uh, we haven't been able to go on holidays, but we are going to go on holidays. So go and visit another church. Mm. Uh, I always think that's a really helpful thing to put yourself in the shoes of a new, you know, a newcomer and outsider. So go visit a new church and just reflect after that on all the things that you found, you know, hard, and then bring those reflections into your own gathering. Uh, second thing is, you you can do like a secret shopper. Uh, and we'll put yeah. a link in the show notes to a really helpful secret shopper tool. I'll come be your secret shopper. <laughs> uh, but uh, but, uh, but yeah. again, just just asking uh, someone to do it. Now, that that seems kind of weird, you know, getting someone to come. It seems consumeristic as well. Uh, so if, if you're feeling uncomfortable about that, then you've got a whole bunch of newcomers who are coming. So just, just uh, most churches will have new people um, coming to their church on a regular basis for the first time. Um, you know that'll be non-Christians and Christians. Most churches, if you don't have that, then there's a then there is a front door problem. What we call a front door problem is a problem with your awareness and a problem mm-hmm. with you know sort of mission and maybe invitation strategy with you know with, with people in church life. But most churches, you know, average size church of a hundred should should be seeing a hundred, hundred and fifty first time followers. Gen- it's a general truth, which then means divide that by fifty. There are generally sort of two. Two to three people coming each week, and again, yeah. if there are not, then there's a problem there. You need to be addressing that. So, uh, why not just after a few months, you know, give that new person a call? Hey, just we're just asking. Um, now you've stuck. You know, what did you find um, hard about your f- first few visits? Mm. So just just interviewing or pulling together a couple of people and reassuring uh, and you it, actually want the yeah, truth yeah. and the answer because they'd be nervous to tell you the truth. Totally, and and you want to do something about that. Yeah. Oh, there was this awkward bloke, Tom. You know. <laughs> He was a real close talker <laughs> on the welcoming team. Uh, you know, I found it hard. No, uh, you know, but getting that feedback is really yeah. helpful. And um, but again, with your teams, you know, make that a regular activity that your welcome welcoming team has. Yeah. Um, and so again, encourage your welcoming team to go and do that and feel that you know feel that experience. Mm. All right. So that was the weekly gathering. What do we do after the gathering? So in terms of after after the gathering, again, welcoming doesn't stop. You know, at the front door. Mm. I've already said it's it's inside the church. It's also afterwards as well. So often having a welcoming table, having a place where people can go, um, and encouraging people at the end of service to go to that is really important. When you're new for the first time, you know what do I do um, do around here? Again, helpful signage that moves people to uh, you know a place. Uh, you know, good food, uh, coffee. Again, it doesn't have to be a massive high bar, but having something that allows people to sort of stick around and, and be comfortable. Uh, I think is uh, is is really uh, an important uh, thing to do as well. Uh, you know, we we often talk about uh, people sticking around for sort of thirty to forty five minutes. If people are sticking around for thirty to forty five minutes, you're kind of getting your after, you know, your after gathering um, space, you know, working well in terms of people feeling comfortable to, to stick, stick around. around and continue those conversations as well. Yeah. And again, having people on the welcoming team who are who their job is to. You know, move people towards getting some details if they haven't already filled out a connect card or something in the service. Mm-hmm. Connecting with uh, regulars. Um, is it possible to overplay this principle? Oh, definitely. That's the seeker service yeah. movement. Um, it, you know, 
sermons of 15 minutes. Uh, we you know, never go song, deep. Songs yeah. that have no theological depth. Uh, services that don't lift me up and, and, you know, pull me down and get me to confess my sin. Mm. We can overplay it. That's the seeker service movement. What's the one thing you want to say about church with an eye to the outsider? We should anticipate and expect newcomers to be in our weekly gatherings. And so therefore, we should be intentional about speaking to them and making them feel welcome. Nice. What's in the toolbox? Well, I've talked about a uh, secret guest shopper thing. Uh, so we'll put that survey tool in there. That's something that you could do with your welcoming team and just, just pay attention to some of those things. Uh, get a consult. Like I actually think it's really good to have an outside uh, person come in and check these things. One of the things we do is we actually do a secret shopper um, you know, visit, and I always mm-hmm. find that's, that's really helpful just to help you know, pay attention to that. Uh, third thing, there's a book uh, called Be Our Guest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a book all about uh, Disney and what Walt Disney stuff. So again, oh. it's a secular book. It's all about, um, you know, it's all about sort of guest services in a ho- you know hotel and a tele- you know, in a secular environment. Again, another good book to just help uh, think about stuff. Just just a quick aside. This is probably going to end up on the cutting floor because Tom, you know, always pulls out stuff. <laughs> but um, but Optus Optus have set up in their Optus stores these heat maps. And so they, they, are, they are looking at bodies and where bodies stay and move. And that's a regular sort of monthly thing where they actually look at where traffic is. Wow. Um, so they can be thoughtful about how they're moving people through the store and they can be thoughtful about you know, who's getting held up or not held up over the course of time. Like There is a great thoughtfulness. Now, I'm not encouraging you to do... Grace City, uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not encouraging you to do heat maps, but it's just something to think about. These guys think yeah. about this lots. It's very intentional. La- last, last toolbox thing. Uh, there's a great talk from Graham Fuller on working to reach outsiders. So that'd be a really good one as well to actually start thinking about uh, things you know, further. Great. Well, we'd love to have you join us at the Reach Australia National Conference the 16th to the 19th of May. Have you registered? We have 500... Have you registered? Have you no, registered? you need to register. There's already 500 people coming. No, 550. 550 people coming now. So, you need to register. Early bird's closing soon. You need to be there. <laughs> All right, let me keep going. So, uh, well, one thing is you may not be aware of the Reach Australia Network Dinner. So it's the Monday night, the 16th of May, and it's at EV. So you can sign up for it as you register for the main conference. But it's a great opportunity to celebrate over a meal all the church plants that have launched over the last 12 months. Dress will be cocktail. Those in the development program. Yeah, okay, for you, Scott. Uh, And it's a great opportunity to thank God for the work he has done and continues to do through the network. So go to reachaustralia.com.au and register for the Reach Australia Network dinner. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Madeline Galea. Chat soon. (laughs) 